Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Previously on Derpy Show. I was never a nerdcore rapper. What? I did, however, once long ago, write like 20 or 30 different parody Magic the Gathering songs for an MTG forum. You're such a stud. Yep. (laughs) And it's me. Derpy Show. I blew myself. It's like that bad Ricky Martin song. Blue. <laughs> That's not Ricky Martin, I don't think. <laughs> That's not. Eiffel 65. It is Eiffel 65. I'm blue. Why did I think that was Ricky Martin? I have no idea. <laughs> Derpy show. I don't like to talk about this very much, but I'm kind of a crazy person. Um, I'm not. I could see why you wouldn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> that seriously creeped me the fuck out. What the fuck? <laughs> God damn it! John is not allowed to do this anymore. <laughs> John, you creepy son of a bitch. I wonder how much need has been puked on that thing over the years. It's up in the air. It's like up on the wall. Oh, okay. Projectile vomit. Well. <laughs> well. You know, probably worse than vomit. Projectile poo. Well, you know. Alongside is the ever lovable Robo Joe, who fucks up everything. Aww. To keep him in line, we have Miss Terry Guest, and <laughs> and uh, give us all dirty looks. We are of course joined by and I'm Robo Joe. God damn it, bored. Derpy show. I hate Boondock Saints. Why? Because I am incredibly susceptible to hype. Okay. And 
when you're a guy like me, so you had it built up a lot in high school. Saw it. And I love the movie Equi- Equilibrium. I love. Well, they're a- totally different movies, though. Give and me a second. Somebody- give me a second. Somebody, one of those people being Joe, and a whole group of people spent six months talking about how this was the greatest action movie ever made. Um, and action, I, action movie? That's what I was told! And I'm sitting there like, I'm like, okay, so I like Equilibrium, I fucking love The Matrix, I'm like, they're like, like I'm a fucking Robocop, I'm ready to watch a they sci-fi. They built it up to you as an action movie. Yes. There is action in it, but I would not classify All they talked to me know. about was gunplay. Like, like, fucking, you go out, where do you see this guy at the end, he's got so many guns, he fucking, he's awesome, he's so cool, and I'm like, <laughs> Fuck yes! I just I'm so ready to watch this movie, and I'm like, I've got two fucking mix talking about shit I don't care about and not firing guns. They kill a cat, and fucking the one scene that I enjoy involves Willem Dafoe slapping people and making gay jokes, like gay <laughs> references. That is a great scene. Like that's the only shit I care about, and I'm like, you fuck. This movie was terrible. I yeah, don't. I think care. if Willem Dafoe wasn't in that movie, I wouldn't have cared about it as much. Well, 100% he's the only part of me that's redeemable at all. Fucking El Duce at the end was nowhere near as impressive as they told made it out to be. So therefore, it is just weak sauce to me. Hmm. God damn it, Joe, you are the reason why we can't have nice things. Not only that, that movie, by saying I don't like that movie, if I was like, meh, I don't really like Conan that much. People are like, okay, I don't really like, you know, Conan's cool. You know, I can... I can say a bunch of stuff. You say, you know, I don't really like fucking uh, Boondock Saints. People go, what the fuck's wrong with you, bro? It's kind of like me not liking the Beatles. Or me not liking Donnie Darko. I'm with you on Donnie Darko. Fuck but that shit. everybody fucking loves Donnie oh, Darko. Yes. But, like, you have to, like, justify why you don't yeah. like People it. Oh, like but Donnie... Donnie... Donnie oh, go ahead, go ahead. People like Donnie Darko because... They think that by liking Donnie Darko, it makes them seem smart. I was just going to say something along yeah. that line. It's, it's the douche. It's like, it's like, I don't understand it. Therefore, it's smarter than I, I am. Has anybody yeah. ever watched the director's cut besides me? The, the movie that I've, makes sense? Yeah. yeah and it. Then it's just a giant religious allegory. And then it's not mind-blowing because it actually is a cohesive movie that you don't it. have to theorize about anymore. I, I like it better, actually. Yeah. Well, no, so I mean... Backwards Memento? Yes. I don't know. I've only seen Memento once. Supposedly there's a version where they cut it backwards, so the movie actually makes sense. That's pretty interesting. Well, I mean, like, it not that right. it makes sense, well, but... But it's, it's in... It's a progressional story right. that... Yeah. The director's cut of Sucker Punch is the only way that movie makes any fucking sense. Have you ever seen Sucker Punch? No. It's well, a terrible movie, unless you watch the director's cut. Because they cut out one scene at the end that makes the whole thing cohesive. Like, it, it gives it a... It's like watching a movie, and they literally cut out the ten-minute ending. Like, <laughs> like there's just not an ending. It's like, a, isn't it like a six or seven-minute-long scene too? Like, it's, it's not short. It's a significant scene. They, they could have cut out like one random dance scene that was unnecessary, and been fine. But it it, it makes the movie a, like really dark. <laughs> but it's like. It's a really fucked up dark movie to right. be perfectly but, but honest. The 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 alternate ending is like damn, that's cold. <laughs> like, yeah, but like, the, but the thing is at the same time if you don't watch that ending, the me, the movie has no meaning. It's a giant music video from a really good director who just came off of a amazing The Great Gatsby? What? Is all the Great Gatsby's like? It's I mean, a, it's a music video. 
Well, Baz Luhrmann makes music videos. That's like that's yes. a, he makes movies that are just well, music videos disguised as movies. The thing that I kind of liked about The Great Gatsby is it's utterly shallow and vapid, just like the plot. Like that's the point. Like mm, and yeah, it's shallow and pedantic. Yeah, shallow and pedantic. Well, that's what the characters are like. He's fitting into this shallow, vapid world, and you kind of watch the movie and go, "The fuck kind of depth is here? None." All right, cool. Great Gatsby, I did not watch. Despite the fact that I love Baz Luhrmann, I love Leonardo DiCaprio, and I love glitzy Hollywood. It's I do, however, <laughs> dislike F. Scott Fitzgerald's shit. Like I just don't care. I don't like his writing style. I tried to read the book when I was in high school. Couldn't get through it. The only person I knew that loved the book was A, my best friend, and B, the biggest douche I knew at the time. So, Who? He, Chase. Yeah. Chase fucking loved Gatsby. Um, I was going to say, he also plagiarized a lot of bits from The Great Gatsby and some of his other works directly from his wife's writing and kept it so that she couldn't publish anything. Like... Part of the scenes in The Great Gatsby are directly lifted from her diary. Interesting. So, he's a fucking misogynistic douchebag. So, I, I didn't have any drive to watch it. Like, I don't know. I have no input whatsoever. Do you know what I'm really fascinated by about Great Gatsby? Is all of the CGI work. I'm a sucker for some cool CGI work. It's a gorgeous movie. It's a beautiful mu- music video. Well... I love to watch special effects reels, um, particularly reels that show me what a film looks like without, like, just the shot, and then what they do to it CGI. And the director, Vaz Lerman, or whoever his director of photography was, you, you just have to have an imagination like a fucking champion, because you have to take the camera and film shit that's not there. And there's a whole scene where they only have a staircase and a doorway. And the camera starts the scene, like, a hundred yards away. And it, like, at one point pans over to a horse race, pans over to something else, and then keeps following these characters, taking into account all of these things that aren't there. Now, of course, the CGI folks, the computer graphics designers... Well, yeah, they probably had reference stuff. And they put it, and they can adjust what they're doing to make it later. But that whole team, like, it's just fascinating to me how they're able to do it and how good it looks now. Like, people talk of often about how backlots are dead, like how people don't, you don't film in real locations anymore. Um, can we stop? Real quick, did you text Jonna to get you a Coke, open it in another room, and then bring it to you so we wouldn't have to stop recording? Maybe. <laughs> ha! Sorry I had to point that out and get it recorded. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, Shut up. I am a sucker. For punch? For special effects reels. And what I was saying earlier was... A lot of people say that the backlot is dead, filming on any sort of location. Like, George Lucas came through and was like, we're going to paint a whole soundstage green, and no one's going to be in anything that's even partially real to make sure everything looks like fits in. And all it did was make people in this weird, sterile future space, and it's stupid. Um, like, I feel like one of the counters to that that's currently huge right now is Joss Whedon. Because he does, like, even in Cabin in the Woods or, like, Avengers, he does as many practical effects as possible and only uses CGI when it gets to a point where it's completely impractical. Yes, but how, yes, but that's kind of an old school fact, and I'm all for that, but what I'm really into 
it, it still works, it looks. But what I'm really into is using practical just to the very, not saying I'm gonna use practical until I need to go to CGI. It's essentially going practical until the point where no one can tell the difference between practical and CGI. Instead of being like, I'm 100% old school, I'm going practical, you do what you need to do. And you see these uh, sets in, in Hollywood where it's, they build just, you know, door frame, door frame, door frame, and little bits, bits of a building. And back in the day, you'd only be able to film one little spot there. But now, you just put, instead of using a full green screen, they make these giant, like, I, mean, I know, I know what you're saying. Like old movies, sometimes it would feel really cramped. Like the whole world was only because you had to fit inside yeah. the 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 back lot that you had built that had already been built for you. But now you take that piece and let's say you want it to only be a one story building, but it's three stories in the back lot. Now they just put a big green panel over it, and you still have the actors in front of a real location, so it feels like they're really there. And they just paint everything just around that. And it doesn't have that ugly green screen like flow anymore. It's gotten so good that it blends. And I am fucking all about that process. Like, me, I can watch uh, those SFX reels like nonstop. I can jack off to a good SFX reel. <laughs> I fucking love it. And that's all I have to say about that. I could go on for longer, but I won't. I'm still just a little bit stunned about the jacking off to special effects reels. You've not seen the special effects reels that I've seen. Okay. <laughs> he's got some hentai special effects reels that he's really into. Seriously though, anyone who's interested, look at a look up Stargate uh, SFX reel on YouTube. It has nothing to do with Stargate, Rob. I'm sorry. Oh, I got all excited for it. But second. the company is called Stargate, and uh, they have done some cool shit. I'd be way more excited if it was Stargate. They might have worked on Stargate. They worked on Heroes and a bunch of other shows. But Stargate had pretty crappy CGI, so probably not. Right. SG-1 did. Well, it, yeah. Universe, the, the Universe only one I've... Really good. Yeah, the only one I've ever watched was Universe, and the effects for that were... Flawless, pretty for, much. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. they were really good. Well, I knew SG-1 was, like, was standard yeah, sci-fi channel schlock. But, well, yeah, but it was coming out around the same time as Next Generation Star Trek. So. Yeah, like, that came out in the early 90s, didn't Wait, it? Wait, wasn't SG-1 originally a Showtime show? For the first episode, yes. Oh, that's it? Okay. And, for, yeah, an episode? Yeah, it's rated R for the first episode. Really? Yeah, like, there's boobs and everything. Man, that sucks that it went to cable. <laughs> Fuck! Derpy show. Chain, there's a computer right there. You don't even have to, like... Fuck it, I'm using Android, bitches. Yeah. Plus, there's a greater chance that you've not masturbated to Miss Terry Guest's phone than in your computer. Uh, Does he know us at all? I said... I masturbated to my phone? That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I mean, I'm, I'm saying there's a greater chance that it didn't. So, masturbated to or used as... Never mind. May or may not have been up his ass. <laughs> he loves the vibrations. Call it again. Call it again. Good time, heartbeat mode. Wait, have you been using your phone? For no, that's just what my vibration thing is. I don't, I don't is. like anything anymore. It may kind of smell like Crisco, but only because I was baking earlier. I also that's got fair. I got Crisco all over my laptop as well. I, it, Crisco's not gonna make me think you're fucking masturbating. If you're masturbating with Crisco, there's problems. Like, 
It's called a yeast infection, but you don't have to take it literally. Like, calm it down. <laughs> no, I meant for it going up Joe's ass. Gotcha. That, where we all know that Crisco's ideal. Oh, yeah. Speaking what? of anally inserting phones, are you excited for the new Samsung Curve? <laughs> what? Is Are that the one with the new... curved screen? Yeah. I, I don't even It'll know what It'll probably go is. in a lot easier. Like, how much is it curved? Like a millimeter? Pleasure? God, perhaps. Damn. I hate all of them. Now, there's... They're good for prostates. For the ladies, there's one that curves a different way that LG is putting out. Life is good. <laughs> Derpy show. Do you think in the Dragon Ball Z universe that... Capsule Corp was originally something like a Starbucks. Like it was just some random like... They probably developed the technology trying to build Starbucks faster and they just hit the capsule, threw it out, boom, there's a Starbucks so they can have one on every corner really easily. But later on, doesn't um, Bulma's dad doesn't he want to like take a lot of time with that spaceship because the cappuccino machine wasn't working or something? Yeah. See, it makes sense. Wait, wait. So did he, Capsule Corp is Starbucks. Wait, did he be Starbucks? Did he actually want to take time in the actual anime, or is that DBZ abridged? No, that was in no, the actual. That's anime. why it's that's why it's referenced and abridged. Oh, okay. Except for it was muffin button, muffin button, muffin button. There, there's no muffin button. Where did you get that muffin? <laughs> so, so my friend brought up the other day because we we love fucking Dragon Ball Z abridged. That how ridiculous it's gonna be. They've already established that people fuse. Both of their voices talk. Like, Piccolo has Nail's voice in his head. Nail. So when he fuses with Kame, there's gonna be three fucking people talking in Piccolo's head. <laughs> there's gonna be a whole episode, likely, focused just on in Piccolo's one head. shot of Piccolo's face with the fucking people yelling at each other. <laughs> Do you think that would be the same for, like... The fusion, the earring fusion, or the fusion dance stuff, maybe. But I think that's because that's the way they've established it, and it's such a good joke that it works. Mm. But I know in canon they just become one person. Yeah, which is to With me a weird much voice. weirder. Don't they all have high pitched voices when they fuse? I think they just kind of talk on top of each other, like at the same time. Like I think they just had the voice actors say the same lines at the same time, sort of. Interesting. If I remember right, I haven't I watched remember. it in so long I can't even remember. Cause I like Cell. I like I like Cell quite a bit. I actually, even though he was cheats, he was cheats. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, all he had to do was like scrape onto something and leave a cell over there, and then he could regenerate <laughs> back from that later after he dies if he wanted to. Well, yeah. I mean, be he honest. had to obliterate every single cell of his body. That's like impossible, really. When you think about it. But anyway... That's why he was cheats. Right. But I enjoyed the character. I enjoyed the Cell games. Because... I, well, I can be completely remembering this. But I like a villain that says... Alright, I'm going to destroy your world. But... Let's play a game that you can't possibly win. Doesn't that sound fun? Because he set up a tournament to beat him. Right? Well, yeah. That they couldn't possibly... That he thought they couldn't possibly win. He even set up an elaborate, like... Nicely, nicely carved battlefield, like, like carved out of stone. Like to me, that is so pompous that I love it. Like it's awesome. It's okay, Mr. Satan. Save yeah, Mr. Mr. The Saturn. Wait, does he? I can't remember. Well, that's what he got the, the he got the credit. Yeah. That's awesome. He always gets the credit. About it. Right, right. 
And then Go Gohan had to go and disguise himself as the great Saiyan man and became a superhero, right? That's and he would dress like Common Rider. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, that or was after like Cell. it was more of a beautiful Joe look, really. <laughs> that was, was after Cell because uh, Gohan was really young when he beat Cell. Mm-hmm. And he did the and he did the uh, the Goku like spirit came in with him with a trigun ripped off years later. Yeah. DBZ was before Trigun? Significantly. Trigun was like 99, 2000? Really? I thought... But DBZ, that, like, you forget, we were getting DBZ, DBZ translations, like, five years after the facts. Yeah, that's true. Or more. Or more. Like, I think D- Dragon Ball was an 80s cartoon. Yeah. I've got two really favorite episodes of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And they're both, like, ones that have almost nothing to do with the overall story. Yeah, <laughs> we know one is the cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one of them is the drive cars. One of them is the drive cars episode. <laughs> for sure, because that one's just hilarious. So, baby, in this world, everybody flies because they're all super powerful, like, using their key, key or their, like, uh, martial arts magical power yeah, energy yeah, to fly. Okay. So the two of the more powerful characters decide they want to go learn how to drive. No, Chi Chi forces Goku oh, to do it. The, and somehow and, and Piccolo, Piccolo sees it as a challenge because he's like, oh, Goku can drive? Well, it, I can do that too. I'm, I'll show him. I've got, I need to dress like a 1980s hip-hop dancer. Yeah. <laughs> I love that with that hat. <laughs> he's got like the whole... He's got like bright purple pants and like a yellow shirt, I think. Like it looks terrible. So he looks like Simbad except green. But they terrorize their driving instructors because they they drive the cars like they can't be destroyed because they can't. Like even if the car like smashes into a wall as hard as it possibly could, there's it's not going to hurt them even in the slightest. So they drive like complete maniacs and I think at one point don't they like blast out of the windows and stuff? I think so. Like I think he has to like shoot down to go like to like launch or something. Yeah. Like something super ridiculous. And it's an episode that might as well not be in canon because it establishes nothing and is never referenced yeah. again. It was just a filler episode. Yeah, it was a filler episode, but it was hilarious. Episodes ever. So <laughs> what else do you like? My second favorite one, or maybe my first, I don't know. But there's this episode where Vegeta and Nappa land on this planet of bugs. Yes, and they just go to town murdering. No, 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 no. Right? No, no, they don't murder everyone. Well, right away. <laughs> <laughs> They like get. They allow themselves to be captured by these bug people, and then they they like befriend like the true prince of these bug people, and like they're currently being ruled by some evil guy, and they like mm-hmm. they help this prince like overthrow the monarchy or whatever, and then they're like, oh, thanks for saving us. You guys are gonna go down in history as the greatest heroes our planet has ever had, and they're like, all right, whatever, bye. And then they like get in their spaceships and they hover above the planet and and then they're like, hmm, eh, let's just destroy this entire planet. <laughs> they, blow, they blow up the entire planet. Why are they dying? Like, because Vegeta and Nappa were OG assholes. Like they just roll into places. Like, what up? I think when he does it, uh, Nappa's like, oh, this is a Kodak moment. <laughs> and Vegeta just blows up the whole planet. Like. Vegeta is such a good renegade because he is just full on. I'm a. I'm the fucking prince. I do what I want. I fuck what I want. I kill what I want. Let's do this. But like, while he was blowing it up, the the bug prince is reuniting with like the bug queen or whatever, <laughs> and they're like, oh, we'll never be separated again. Boom! <laughs> it's so awesome. My. Uh, I also like. 
I think Dragon Ball Z abridged understood something that the actual series didn't realize is that sometimes there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Your villains are so good, it's a waste that when they die. And keeping Nappa around in spirit form <laughs> is so worth it. Because even in canon, Nappa is fucking great. Like, his speech where he's like, uh, he's like, I always wanted to be a dad. Kids look up to me. And he's like, knee, like breaking Gohan's back <laughs> over his knee. He's like, I want to gotta teach you discipline, son. He like starts calling him like his son and just beats the hell out of him. Like, it's just such a good like villain moment where he's He's not being, like, a villain. He's just an asshole. And real people aren't villains. Real people are assholes. And that's kind of what he was doing there, and I loved it. I like how they always reference how retarded Raditz is, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, his power level is equal to 135 Raditz. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a farmer. Right. (laughs) Like, wasn't he, like, seriously nothing special? Oh, he's seriously nothing special. Like, I mean, if, Go- if Piccolo takes him out... Granted, Piccolo's special beam cannon is really powerful. Yeah. Derpy show. Paranoia, paranoia, somebody's coming to derp me. But I waddle a herpes. But you got and then there's something that derps all on the cream on my dick. <laughs> what? Because of the herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's chlamydia. Ah. Oh. Oh, I'm not sick, but I'm not well. It's just a clap. It's a little swelling. Derpy show. It was a documentary I was really excited for. Cropsy? No. What's Cropsy? I've made you watch Cropsy before. Oh, is it that one where that guy eats all those Big Macs? No, that's Super Size Me, and I've seen that like a decade ago. And it was really good when it came out. But no one's been able to replicate his results, so he was obviously lying. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, I watched the documentary called Room 237. I started watching that. It's about The Shining. It off. It's about The Shining. And it's about five different people's theories about what The Shining is about. And they're all insane people. Okay. Real quick, I don't mean to interrupt, but the best part of this is there is one guy that's like, totally, seriously, it's aliens. And continue. Wait, well, is this on the History Channel then? <laughs> no, no, he's... Is it the same guy? No. no. He doesn't say that it's aliens. But, but it's aliens. But he says that, he says that The Shining was written, it's, you know, made by... Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. It's made by Stanley Kubrick. 
and it was written by Stephen King. Now, he purports that the differences between the book and the film, of which are many, are is Stanley Kubrick trying to write and tell the world and confess that he staged the moon landing. Is this the guy that kind of looked like Tom Cruise in the beginning? No one. There's no video of any people in this in this documentary. It's just clips from The Shining and like eyes wide shut with these people mumbling with bad audio quality over the footage. At one point, like one of the guys being interviewed goes, "Hold on a second, stop, stop," and then, like kids are screaming in the background. He's like, "Sorry about that." Like. <laughs> What corner of YouTube did you find this? It's on Netflix. It premiered at Sundance. It is. Don't watch it. It's, it's crazy, bad. people. It's crazy. Okay, people. but what about the one where they're playing it backwards? Okay, there is one neat thing in there, and of which that I would like to watch it. Um, Stanley Kubrick is widely acknowledged to probably have been a genius. Some people say that his IQ was probably somewhere around 200. He always said he was an idiot, and that reason people didn't understand him was simple because he was dumb. But it was more probably because he was a fucking crazy person and super smart. Um, there was this avant-garde theater that just wanted to do shit like, we want to watch this movie in black and white, or we want to watch this movie but with a different soundtrack, or you know, just do something to bring people in to do something kind of fun. And so they're like trying to think of weird artsy shit to do. So they're like, well, what if we watch The Shining, but we run two projectors aiming at the screen with one reel running forward? from the start and one reel running backwards from the end. So that way the two images are laid over top of each other. Because... That it, sounds sickening. Well, it's, was, it wasn't a theater where you went and like did that. It was like it, supposed to be playing while you were like eating and talking. So it's like something to do. And then nobody could look away. Apparently the film starts lining up bizarrely well. To the point that people are like, it can't be a coincidence. Like, scenes start like mirroring each other and things line up perfectly scene transitions happen on the dot apparently huh. and there's the the like the crux of it is that beginning of the film there's a helicopter shot following the car following the car they're in and they're doing like you know directed by stanley kubrick produced by this starring these people and at the end of the film it zooms into a photo of where jack nicholson is in the old tiny painting an old tiny photo from 1920 and when it zooms in, if there's a long line of paintings with that picture in the middle that it's zooming into. When you lay them over and you're doing from the beginning to end, there's a point where the car that's driving on the highway hits the exact center of the frame at the exact same time that Jack Nicholson's name lines up the exact center line of the film. At the exact same time that that line of paintings is lined up in the center of the film and the picture is right where the car is. So it's all perfectly, like, coincidentally synced. Huh. And they were like, is there more shit that you can do with this? And they started deconstructing it and finding that there was a lot of weird coincidences. And they're like, they, they were convinced that he couldn't possibly have meant to do this. But they're like, once we find, like, 50 coincidences, we have to start saying that maybe he was an insane person and did try to do this. Huh. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's the only one that I was really like, that's pretty cool. Because it's more like, they actually at one point were like, I, they were trying to pretty much prove their theory wrong. And they just kept finding more evidence, which was like kind of interesting. Because normally it's like, this is the truth. Now I have to find reasons to support it. And they're kind of like going, no, please don't let this be right. Please don't let this be right, kind of thing. Um, 
But yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. But it's more interesting for me to watch because there are crazy people. Crazy people talking about this movie. They're insane. Utterly insane. Like, they're so crazy, I couldn't watch it. And I watch things about crazy people. A lot. A lot. Cropsy is actually a documentary about an insane asylum. People get serious when it comes to Ouija boards. Like Fucking Dr. Miz of the Dirty Hipster won't have anything to do with <laughs> I won't have anything to do with Ouija boards. I'm just not in my own home. They're made by like fucking Dr. Bradley. Like, I know, I know. It's mass marketed out of cardboard. I know. But I've had <laughs> bad experiences. You can buy them at Toys R Us. <laughs> no, no, I know. Logically, I know this. But you answer. There's not even like a crystal in the little circle. It's plastic. No, I, I lived in a house where I'm not going to say it was haunted, but there was some fucked up shit that happened in that house. Fucked up shit. Not Don't you like how we're talking about spookier stuff on the episode after Halloween? It's true. <laughs> like, we didn't talk about anything even marginally scary. In our week. defense, this uh, episode is being recorded a lot closer to Halloween. That's true. So I'm in the Halloween mindset right now. Yeah. yeah. Fucked up shit happened in that house. I don't want to hear about it. I think um, in high school, I had some friends that were really freaked out by a Ouija board once. And they actually went to the extent that they thought that it was, like, possessed by a demon or something. And they drove it out to, like, a field in the middle of nowhere and, like, buried it, like, that six feet matter. deep or something. That shit will stay in your house. <laughs> Unless it's attached to a person, like in uh, um, uh, Insidious. That movie's awesome. They, the they thought Insidious that the board so was good. possessed. So they got rid of the board. Also, if I was a ghost... And some kids were playing a fucking Ouija board and kept asking me if, like, Bobby liked them. Tell them to go fuck themselves. I wouldn't. I'd be fucking playing like it's fucking Persona or some, like, data dating game. Like, 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 say you'll suck his dick. <laughs> like, I just try to, like, social engineer my little human dolls and the making out. Like, that would be my goal as a ghost. Making out with a penis? Whatever. <laughs> It's possible. I swapping spits. It's worse. Stuff happens like that all the time. I, I hear. Yes. I have a weird image of. I mean, I guess. Out. I mean, I guess oh, one down job, the girl. That's <laughs> no, like a like Seymour style penis plant, like kissing and what? Well, Where the, did I wait. Find this the one? penis has lips, and it's Audrey too. No, not Seymour. Oh. Anyway, if if going down is like making out, going down on a girl is way more like making out with it. That's true. A lot of lip stuff, a lot of tongue stuff, and a lot of goo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this got weird. Um, if we're ever confronted by a demon, I'm going to convince it that we're going down a rock off. And that Joe is the prize. So even if I lose, I win. Um, so this is um, Tenacious no, no, no. D. Yeah. No, no, no. This, this sounds like we're battling the devil. I, yeah. Battling the devil. Um, we will 
challenge it to a fiddle off, and Joe has to play Devil Went Down to Georgia. But Joe can't play that. I know. That's only really hard, guys. So I know. You know, you know there is the, a real legend about Devil Went Down to Georgia. That's not just from that song. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a folk tale. Like everything he does is actually like folk stories and stuff. So the folk tale is has to do with this special crossroads that's in, I believe, Louisiana. Um, and it's not in Georgia at all. Fuck everything about this. I feel like it's actually, or no, it's in Mississippi. I think is the real one, because Grayson always talks about it. He's from Mississippi, right? I don't know where he's from originally. Okay. Anyway, um, so I think it's in, in Mississippi, and it's supposedly the only, uh, in the south of Mason-Dixon, it's the only place where uh, two train tracks cross in a perfect 90-degree perfect parallel, as per something or other. Whatever. And once every 3,000 years, no. the trains are on time and hit each other at full force, and they pass through. <laughs> this isn't a fucking episode of Supernatural. <laughs> Well, the legend goes that if you stand on the full moon, if you stand, or maybe it's a blue moon, whatever, you stand on the on crossroads. these ancient train tracks that were passed down through generations of Indian... Well, to be fair, Actually, they were probably built during the Industrial Revolution, like before the Civil War. So at this point, they're probably going on 200. Thousands of years ago before train tracks. Actually, the legend doesn't have anything to do with being older. It's just the fact that because it makes a cross, it draws things to it. It actually has a modern connotation, which is kind of fun because most legends try to make them sound old as opposed as if nothing new could be mystical, which is kind of fun to me. Anyway, um, and that you put your back to the to the corner and then you like do something three times and then you'll feel someone at your back. And the deal is that you're selling your soul to the devil for something. And the thing that you do three times is the thing that you're trying to become good at. And then someone behind you, like you go feel someone go back to back, and then they do it, and you go back and forth, and then you get better. But in doing so, you're selling your soul to the devil to get good at whatever you're doing. And that's the legend. That's pretty cool. <laughs> kind of a neat legend. Well, now I know what Joe's going to do after this. He's going to find this spot. And jack off. Yes! <laughs> High five! Channing. What? So I went to Reddit looking for this urban legend, and I found... A post that it's in, but look how many upvotes it has. 666 upvotes. There have been a lot of people attempting to make that happen, aren't there? <laughs> um, my first, middle, and last name, Mahalo, have six letters in it. I have the mark of the beast. Nice. Speaking of how you're... I'm possessed. not done! Oh. Also, I wouldn't do masturbation because, let's face it, I'm a pro. No, you're a hoe. It's different. Oh. So, anyway... I'm convinced that there's a person that actually did this. And the person is the fat guy who's not fat from Blues Brothers. Not Blues Brothers, Blues Traveler. And that's how he got the liposuction? No, that's called a gastric bypass. It's about how he got so good at the harmonica. I think he also got liposuction. So, this is a story that was told to me by a real person, but I'm going to instead tell it in first person because it makes it more effective. So I was at this bar. Uh, there's a big karaoke contest in Orlando for part of the state fair. And because Blues Traveler is no longer relevant, they of course judge it. But they get a lot of you know faux celebrities to show up and judge things like this. Mm -hmm. And the night after the competition, before the finals, a lot of people who um, either had dropped out or were still hanging out went to a karaoke bar and were having some fun. 
and there was this guy playing harmonica to anything, no matter what. Whatever song came up, he would fucking play, the, uh, diddly out the guitar solo with flourishes, whatever song came on. He'd play with somebody, he'd harmonize, no matter what. He had one of those like 38, like a 64 part harmonica pieces where you can make any tone like a piano. It wasn't a yeah. certain key. And you could go to any note. You could fucking make it work for any fucking song. And so this guy we were with was like, we're talking to him. He was really cool. How we were having drinks. And this guy we were with was like, okay, since you've been playing with other people's songs all night, what song should we play with you? What song do you want someone to sing for so you can play? And he's like, well, why don't you do Run Around by Blues Traveler? So our buddy goes up and sings. And of course, the guy fucking nails the Blues Traveler song. And, he's, and our friend says, man, you're really fucking good at that. You should do that professionally. And he says, I do. That was my song you sang. Um, which is kind of a neat, like, oh, man, we thought you were a fat guy. But you're skinny now. That's why no one recognizes you. We should have known because no one else plays our harmonica. But I'm convinced by how good that harmonica playing was that he sold a soul to the devil to play that harmonica. Derpy show. Now, a little earlier, Miss Terry brought up how her soul was tainted. Because her first, middle, and last name all have six letters. Yeah. Don't you have an interesting story about that? I, I hear that you need a replacement soul, something like that? Well, she is the Antichrist. She will eventually come about and bring about the end of Charlie Crist. I, Wait, I thought that would just be any random woman because he's actually gay. hey Oh! God damn it! <laughs> um, I think Bordis wanted... Me to tell my story about why my mom's crazy. Yay! Um, so a couple of years ago, I had a kidney infection and had to go to the hospital, like you do when your kidneys are failing. Um, I've heard that yeah, hospital is a good thing for for that scenario. Yes, if you're if you have kidney pain, go to the hospital, kids. That's just don't pay the medical bills. Cause, good morning, YouTube. Because <laughs> that's expensive. Um, but I told my mom because you know I figured. That might be relevant information. I should probably text her instead of her just finding out on Facebook that I Instagrammed a photo of me with an IV in my arm. <laughs> the because popular, that's the, the, of course, most popular way to communicate these days. Basically. So she, she decided that she was going to send me a whole bunch of, like, Christian lit afterwards talking about I like how Joe is doing quotation marks to the microphone <laughs> that was my favorite part about that um, because my mom picked different like fad religions like she was a Scientologist for a couple of years now she's some oh weird... god how do you even get out of that we'll talk about that later <laughs> and now she's some weird new age Christian and she sent me a whole bunch of uh pictures that she had taken of this book um, about how I'm an old soul and the reason why I'm having so many health issues, I guess just a kidney infection, which, you know, happens more as a woman than like as a man because the length of your urethra. Um, urethra Franklin. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> um, which... I wouldn't really consider one kidney infection a, like, multiple reasons of why I'm sick, but, you know, whatever. 
but she said that my old soul is confused because it's in the new body and it died at that age. So my soul is trying to kill me because it thinks I should already be dead. So what I have to do is I have to pray for a new soul and I'll get one because this one's damaged. What? So like, the Holy Spirit is like Walmart. <laughs> you don't need a receipt. You just need a good enough story and they'll get you a new one. <laughs> but my, I, I had a lot of questions that I wanted to ask her, but I knew I physically couldn't because like, she wouldn't have the answers. Like, like I wanted to know if I could sin a whole lot more and it just get like expunged. Usually those that like believe in souls believe that that's like your whole being like all of your memories and sense of self yeah, yeah. Well, who you are and that was is next, basically your quote-unquote soul and that was my next question after like can i just sin a whole bunch and it get like it get wiped clean with this new soul like if i get a new soul do i have a personality change i mean i don't want to go to like you wouldn't church. be you anymore according to how most most religions yeah. yeah because the whole the soul is you is how they justify the afterlife and you leaving your body yeah. But this is also... Chan, do you know what this woman is? It's the woman that um, claims to be psychic and penitent. Sylvia Brown. Sylvia Brown. She's bullshit. Yes. Sylvia Brown is bullshit. Note, we're going to say she's bullshit. Because if we say she's a loony, that's not necessarily nice. We can't say that. If we say she's a hack, that's offensive. However, saying that something is bullshit is completely ludicrous. And therefore, we cannot be sued for it. So Sylvia Brown is bullshit. Thank you, Pendulette. Yes, this is the books that my mom has been reading that she, you know, thinks I can pray away to a new soul. And Sylvia Brown also claims to know what heaven looks like. It's 76 degrees and you can build anywhere you want except in front of mountains or rivers. You need special permits for that. There's also no bugs, like, unless you want there to be bugs. I kind of want... Why would you want there to be bugs? Some I guess like, like butterflies, bugs. something like that. Like what if you were someone that was really into spiders? Derpy show. And hey, I didn't make the masturbation joke. You guys made fun of me making it. Wait. Joe, your whole life is a masturbation joke. <laughs> yes, it is. To be fair and honest, seriously, you guys, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> If I could just say, to be honest, seriously, you know what I mean? I hate all of you I hate so all of much you. forever. <laughs> Go die in a fire. Are you just a recording of like 20 catchphrases? <laughs> He's a soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, can no. we make a RoboJo no. soundboard, please, for the love of God? And then when he not here to record, we'll just push the buttons from time to time. <laughs> Joe, you never need to show up again. No. See, when Honestly, you, get... you guys, seriously, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys, my jeans are great. <laughs> These are designer jeans. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Derpy Show. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com store, or directly donating to the network. 
Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. For more episodes of Derpy Show, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes Store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. So hey guys, thanks for listening to Derpy Show. I was Boar. Ah, uh, this is DJ Snorlax. Robo Joe signing off. I hate everyone. This is Miss Terry Guest. Creeping in the corner is Jonna. Oh, she can't hear me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.